You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and you're very welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and on tonight's show we have some festive themed interviews lined up for you. One with Kate Ryan from Flavor.ie who has lots of Christmas gift suggestions for the food and drink lover in your life. And Kira Brannan from Happy Food at Home will solve all your guest worries if you have a vegan visiting at any time of the year. I'll also be talking to Chef Brian McCarthy about his latest venture in Cork City. So if at any point you'd like to get in touch with me here at the show, you can drop me an email to s.noonan at live.ie or tweet me at Queen of Org as in Queen of Organisation. So to start the show off tonight, we're going to get into the spirit of Christmas shopping, thanks to Kate Ryan from Flavor.ie. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Kate, thanks a million for meeting me down here in Cork City. You did a very interesting article recently about different Christmas presents for the food lover and you're going to tell us about them. I am, yes. So um, I was asked by the Evening Echo, Cork Evening Echo newspaper to put together a list of uh, gifts for fooders. Um, so this was great news to me because um, I always kind of think about what would I like for Christmas? And I love buying gifts for people. So to be able to kind of th- put my ha- hat on as a foodie and kind of think, if I could ask for anything for Christmas, what would I like? Um, and I wanted to try and kind of think of things that were outside of the box. So obviously Cork City and County has amazing um, restaurants and where you can have a, get vouchers for lovely meals and great hotels where we can go for afternoon tea and things like this. But I wanted to kind of think of things that may be a bit more original than that, that you can gift somebody for any kind of budget. So um, I suppose the, the, the first thing I started with was hampers because hampers are a great gift to give to foodies pack full as they are and there's some great speciality food shops around Cork West Cork in, and in the city and beyond um, and I picked three in particular that I know very well that are um, food champions for, for Cork and themselves so there we have uh, Diva in Ballinspittle Diva Boutique uh, Deli and Cafe in, in Ballinspittle um, there's everything there from they're actually flying out the door i i'm told by shannon at the moment the make your own mince pie kit you know so you have everything that you need to make glorious looking mince pies crumbly flaky pastry delicious filling with the mince pie filling um, and and all you've got to do is roll out the pastry fill it in bake it and you just look like the star of the piece um, and they're really accessible um, and then they have lots of other sort of high-end more high-end classy kind of hampers as well so sort of prosecco and cheese and charcuterie and things like this but i think the thing that puts the spin on with the divas particular hampers are the styling that you get with them they have a very particular style everything is beautifully put together very well considered and just makes a beautiful gift even if all you are giving is the maker mince pie gift as well um, then we kind of went to Bandon and to Uru Culinary Store in Bandon uh, run by Ruth Healy who is a full child and food champion so she really knows her stuff and she is the she's been in the grocery trade for years her father was a grocer as well and she's really into promoting court produce and the history um, and artisan food produce that we have here so she has a 
bumper hamper for sale it's a uh, 100 euros so it's kind of like at the top of people's budget and it's called the made in cork hamper and it's literally jam-packed with everything and there's some really interesting pieces in there as well so we have west cork coffee uh who is a an artisan coffee roaster we have kinsale mead that are new on the scene this year i've been talking a lot about kinsale mead company this year the right the white and the red mead uh we have bill tong from ross carby recipes which won silver uh at the uh, blossom heron awards as well um lots of kind of really interesting uh quirky foods in there but all like the best of the best stuff um and then sort of for the Corkonians, the Cork cities, cityites, I suppose we have the reliable hampers that we get from on the pigs back from Isabel Sheridan. As we know, we have outlets in Douglas and the original outlet in the English market in Cork. And she does a range of hampers as well. There's just picking the best of West Cork and Cork cheeses and charcuterie in there. You can't go wrong. You know Isabel's going to pick the very best to go in her hampers. And her hampers are ranged between 30 and 50 euro. So again, very accessible price-wise. So hampers, that's a great thing to kind of give to somebody. It's a lovely gift. Um, but I also wanted to kind of think of other things that were a little bit quirky. So uh, as we know, like one of the big things, trends that have come out of Cork this year is the growing interest in craft coffee houses and craft roasting. So uh, and one of the real successful stories in Cork City is Three Falls Coffee. Um, and such is the demand for their particular brew that they've started doing coffee subscriptions. So you can buy a subscription for your coffee addicted friend in your life. Um, it's very cheap and reasonable. And basically you can pick the regularity with which somebody will get a surprise in the post from the coffee subscription um, either every month or every three months or a couple of times a year whatever budget you have and Three Falls Coffee will basically send a, a hamper or a subscription of uh, some of their flavours of the month that they have going on in their coffee house at the moment which is great it's really great and for other people that are more interested in tea rather than coffee there's a beautiful little shop that's just opened in the city on Fens Quay called Tea and Coffee Land and you can go in there they have 150 varieties of loose leaf tea 50 varieties of branded teas so ones that you people might be more familiar with but the thing that caught my eye with them is that they offer kind of tasters in these cute little vials which are perfect for giving as little gifts um, so you'll know some people might get uh, gifts of tea and you might try them you're not so keen or whatever you know and then the box lingers in the back of your tea and coffee cupboard for, for ages whereas this way you have sort of sample sizes and you can try lots of different things um, and you know if you like them you can go back again and get some more but they're just really lovely cute little package things that you can give as a gift as a stocking filler um, and of course like very cheap as well so a nice little thing to give um, the one thing that I am always kind of, I think f not just me but foodies in general always want to learn something new um, and we're blessed with kind of lots of different courses and cookeries or workshops and things like that across the width and breadth of, of the county so I if somebody were to give me the gift of a workshop or a masterclass somewhere I would be delighted hint hint to anybody listening um, so I had to kind of pick some of my favorites I suppose or some of the most interesting and one, of course, is my good friend, Alison Roberts, who's down in Clonakilty, West Court, where I'm from. Clonakilty Chocolate. She is one of only four bean-to-bar chocolate makers in the whole of Ireland, working from the cocoa bean. She is passionate about what she does, but she's also great, great fun. So she offers these workshops uh, for anything from sort of learning about how the process of making chocolate to making truffles. Uh, it goes down great for birthday parties. She has a lot of hen parties that come along. So if anyone's 
getting married next year and looking for something different to do for a home party it's a great gift to give um, and they're just really great fun and not too huge groups either so you can sort of do it as, as a small group and get a private kind of workshop which is great stuff to do um, and also then one of the success stories for Cork City this year is Cask, uh, Brian McCarthy's Cask res- uh, restaurant and cocktail bar. Um, Andy Ferreira has won countless awards this year. The bar itself has, and, and restaurant itself has won countless number of awards this year about their cocktails. And it's one of my big trend visions for next year is the rise of craft cocktails in Ireland. It's just going to go through the roof. I totally believe that. So why not get ahead of the game for the trend centre and foodie in your life? Uh, Cask are offering cocktail masterclasses Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday every week at Cask is 45 euros and you just literally you can book in or you can buy a voucher and get somebody booked in I think this is going to be a great thing to do um, cocktail masterclasses are always great fun but to have it from to receive this kind of knowledge from somebody that has won so many awards fantastic um, the other thing of course uh, is then is our fantastic Ballymaloo where would we be without Ballymaloo House so they run courses for literally every facet of of food of food and food lovers and foodies so everything for sort of one day courses and I know at the moment they're running courses on kind of for people to kind of handle Christmas um, to th- courses around if you're interested in maybe thinking about opening up a cafe or a deli all the way through to the iconic 12 week course um, so there's something literally for every budget and every interest it's a great place to go just pop along to their website um, cookingisfun.ie and uh, you can either book a course for somebody or you can get a voucher that somebody can put towards it um, which I think is a beautiful gift to give somebody who's really passionate about their food. The other thing that I've been uh, following a lot over the last year across Ireland um, is handmade tools. So I'm a big fan of kind of getting beautiful things for the kitchen that we could, but are that are also made to be used, um, but are made in such a quality way that they will last the test of time. So I kind of think what a beautiful thing to kind of give people. So we have Rory Connor knives. He's based in Ballylicky in West Cork. Um, he has everything on his website that is ready to buy there's a couple of outlets that he stocks as well one for instance is Manning's Emporium in Ballylicky um, so you can pop along to there or you can place a custom order so he will literally do everything from hunting knives so if, if your particular foodie in your life is into foraging maybe a hunting knife is a really good option uh, to kind of chef knives all the way through to cut resets so a little something for everyone and then we also have crafted by Dylan uh, McGrath woodland crafts who whittles um spoons and bowls mainly but he also makes hand beautiful handmade wicker baskets and he uses wood and willow that he sources from around his workshop in west cork so you can uh find him at either bantry market or you can get in contact with him at his instagram page um and the final thing there really uh last couple of things really was food tours food tours is something that's really taken off in cork at the moment um which makes a lot of sense given the time the city's growing foodie credentials and we have some amazing people offering great interesting varieties of food tours so in cork city we have fab food trails have been running for a number of years now they've been steadily growing over the last last few years and they have every kind of uh, walking tour from the, their original walking food tour which takes in places like uh the market and things like this to uh, and uh, the best of cork offering all the way through to sort of whiskey tours 
uh, where we go around to the the best kind of hostelries around uh, Cork City and t- taste some of the amazing whiskies that are coming out of Ireland, out of West uh, West Cork and Cork City as well. So they're online at fabfoodtrails.ie and you can literally go and just pick what you want. They also run tours up in Dublin as well, but we're interested in Cork today. Uh, so you can pick those. We have Kinsale Food Tours as well. So Kinsale, everyone knows, is Ireland's gourmet capital. They're running tours all year long about two and a half three hours long um for everything from sort of dining in restaurants so really kind of getting a behind the scenes look at the restaurant scene in, in kinsale to the various different wine bars there's some excellent wine bars coming up in kinsale and they also do foraging tours as well which is kind of great because it's that's great for the urban forager um, and then there's the clonakilty walking food tour with myself kate ryan from flavor.ie um my tours is seasonal in the summer um but it's very much focused on producers um and we basically taken everything from you know like the iconic clonakilty black pudding uh we have breweries chocolate makers bread makers ice cream makers we have the market you name it it's just a cornucopia of tastes all the way around um so you can go onto the website flavor.ie there and have a look at the schedule and book in um as a gift for somebody and the ultimate ultimate thing if you really can't think of anything else and it's christmas eve and you're really stuck for ideas you can't go wrong get yourself along to bradley's off license they stock everything you could possibly imagine to imbibe over the christmas period and they are great supporters of cork brewers and distillers and also they have their food shop there as well so if you're running around on christmas eve and you can't think of anything else pop along to them they can they're so knowledgeable they can give you all the top tips that you need to pick up the perfect bottle of booziness to gift to somebody and i think we all appreciate something like that over christmas time so those are my top tips it's a a fairly comprehensive list there something for everybody (laughs) and to suit all pockets as well and you're talking a lot about west cork and we should highlight that west cork won the foodie destination awards this year we did yeah it's a great um surprise really to be honest um we i suppose we're quite modest lot down in west cork and we we put our best foot forward but we were against some really stiff competition so we were absolutely delighted and thrilled to hear that we had won um there were some sort of cornerstones really of what we were saying the key thing for us because we were the only place that went in as a region rather than a singular place and one of the key things we were kind of putting forward was our ability to collaborate and come together um and obviously we have some great examples of that one being the uh taste of west court food festival um which was another knockout the park kind of event this year for us um and one of the other things as well um to kind of give a sense of how we use our initiative to kind of generate interest in the region um the festival obtained some funding uh, from Cork County Council to create a guidebook for the artisan uh, food producers in West Cork and I was asked uh, to write that and I was thrilled to be asked to write that so that is um, that was published in June this year uh, we had a great reception in Vertigo at the, at the um, uh, council buildings in Cork City uh, so it's a there's some outlets across the city and county where you can pick 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 it up. The best place to kind of get a full comprehensive list of the of the outlets is from the, a taste of westcourt dot com website, um, and also as well you can buy it online from my own website flavor dot ie, and it's five euros. That's all it costs plus P&P if you buy it from my website, um, but it's over eighty pages and it's packed full of every food producer in West Cork um, 
split into the different kind of sections of West Cork, I suppose, just for ease of navigation so you can self-guide yourself around. And then also as well, it contains information about where you can buy and also those um, producers that allow visitors. So you can self-guide yourself around any time of the year, not just when the Taste of West Cork Food Festival is on. And it's, uh, you know, I'm very proud of it and it's it seems to be well received Um and I think it's just something that will continue to kind of grow over the next few years. So I was delighted to be a part of it and to kind of collect together all the little micro stories of um, of the food producers around West Cork. And there is such diversity as it boggles the mind, really, for such a small area. Well, congratulations on the book and on West Cork's success to date. And thanks so much for sharing all those great ideas for the Christmas presents with us tonight. No and I hope that... Um, the hints that you've thrown out there are well heated. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thanks, Sharon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Kate Ryan from Flavor.ie had details about some wonderful gift ideas for the food and drink lover in your life. If you're just tuning in, you can catch up on Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at the new time of 8am. And the podcasts are also available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and you can use the podcast app. And it's also on the taste.ie website, voted Ireland's best online digital food and drink magazine. Still to come tonight, I'll be talking to award-winning chef Brian McCarthy about his latest project in Cork City. But next up, it's Kira Brennan from Happy Food at Home, who creates delicious vegan dishes. Kira has written a vegan cookbook and is looking forward to a turkey and ham-free Christmas dinner. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Kira, congratulations! You have your first book out, and it's a vegan book. Tell us about it. It is. It's um, a vegan Christmas cookbook. So I decided I had a lot of recipes to share with people. A lot of my customers asked me for certain recipes, and I, when I was researching cookbooks, all I could find was vegan and vegetarian. There was nothing just for vegans. And a lot of mums are coming to me and they're saying, what will I cook for my daughter? She's coming home from maybe Australia or somewhere. So I said I'd put a few recipes together. So I've produced a book with a few recipes from Yvonne Deegan. She's, she's donated a few of her baking um, recipes. Um, of 100 recipes in a book for Christmas. That's a lot of recipes. Yeah, yeah. That's so a lot of work in putting that together. Yes, yeah, so there's starters, main courses, dips, side dishes, what to do with your leftovers, which will help anybody, I think, and also breakfasts, because we struggle around Christmas time. What are we going to have for breakfast? So I've got a few bits and pieces in there as well. Now, you've been on the show before and you have explained the difference between vegan and vegetarian, yes. but just remind us. Okay, so vegan, really, veganism is about not harming any living thing. So when you eat a vegan diet, you are not eating any animal products whatsoever. So that includes all dairy, eggs anything to do with an animal so um, my speciality really is trying to come up with good combination of flavors all the time which I'm hoping I'm doing okay with because people seem to like what I'm doing so 
that's really what it's about. Veganism is another thing which I won't go into, um, but if you're looking at a vegan diet, you're really eating without animals. I think whenever somebody that eats anything under the sun, if they hear that they have a vegetarian or a vegan coming to dinner, they kind of start to panic. Yes. They think, yeah, okay, we give them a plate of vegetables, but it's very clear from this array of foods that you have here today that there is so much you can do. Yeah, yeah, and it's really about understanding flavour combinations, which I think um, is what I hope I've done with this book. So it's about combining different things. So I have something very simple, like even an avocado and a roasted pear cocktail. So rather than the prawn cocktail, I've just substituted a few nice ingredients so roast peppers avocados that's already delicious and then you add a little bit of you know a nice vegan mayo with it and some nice green leaves and you've got something quite nice that i think everybody would enjoy so it's just a matter of just turning it on its head um, and just mixing some combinations so there's a lot of trial and error in my kitchen so tell us for Christmas dinner in the vegan household, what will you be enjoying this year? So this year I think I'm going to be enjoying my favourite nut roast. It seems to be flying out. I'm doing a lovely chestnut stuffing and um, I was actually recently diagnosed a celiac. So a lot of my things are now with um, gluten-free and wheat-free. So it's going to be nice chestnuts, a few um, walnuts and cranberries, some wheat-free bread. So that's going to be the combination and some garlic because garlic is always good with everything and some roasted parsnips and carrots and beautiful garlic smashed potatoes and um, I'm doing a lovely spinach bake so that would be our Christmas dinner. Sounds delicious and sounds like it is something that you can enjoy even if you're not vegan. Yeah well that's the whole thing really is that I want people to understand that actually if they've got vegans maybe coming for Christmas that they can do for somebody for everybody to share so they, they don't have to you know panic and scramble for for anything that they can do certainly you know a lot of the the veggie dishes that I have everybody can eat certainly more and more people are adopting the vegan way of life why is that do you think I think people are more aware of where their food is coming from um, and I think I'm going to attribute that to a lot of Netflix watching and social media I think they've been um, they've done Trojan work with you know I suppose lifting the lid off where food is coming from and I think people are more aware of it and I think they want to live a healthier as well a lot of the food is processed that we're buying so I think bodies aren't agreeing with that. You know, there's a lot more sickness and health, and I think people are investing in their future. And whenever you're eating meat, it's a great source of iron and protein. So what sort of vegan dishes can you enjoy that are going to get those nutrients into your diet? So we're going to go back to the to the lentil, to the chickpea. Um, I would say if anybody's worrying about their protein, just eat a teaspoon of sesame seeds, sprinkle that on anything, flax seeds, um, hemp, things like that is really easy. I do a lot of um, fibre from my greens, so I always have a lot of raw vegetables lying around that I can add. So the kale is fantastic, Cabbage, black cabbage is just delicious, um, rocket, there's lots of nutrients from, from all of those things, which is really, really good. Um, so I enjoy that. You're still doing the market, so you're in yes. a dare on a Friday, yes. you're in the milk market on a Saturday. On a Saturday morning, upstairs. Okay. And what are your most popular dishes? My most popular dishes at the moment is the nut roast. People are ordering that by the, the loadful. Um, I have a lovely aubergine and wild mushroom pie, which, which are, people are enjoying. Shepherdless pie is just flying out the door as well. So I think people just like their warm warmth. I do um, a lovely, I've just created a lovely Mexican rice salad. So there's a few different types of rices in there. And my burgers and turmeric potatoes are always extremely popular. So the burgers are grated carrot with three different types of lentils in it. And this Christmas 
carrot salad, which I got from one of my gorgeous customers, um, Ollie. So that is just grated carrot with grated apple, some cinnamon and some nuts and raisins. And do you find your customers share recipes with you and give you ideas and suggestions? That's what the whole thing is about. It's it's very therapeutic actually working on the market because that's all we do is talk about different types of foods and what we can add. Yes, we share a lot of recipes here. And you do a lot of home catering as well. Do a lot of home catering. Um, I was actually doing a good bit of catering there for for the City Council three weeks ago. I had 300 meals going out to them um, and I do um, parties. There's a lot of, I've got my Christmas recipe or my Christmas order form there as well so a lot of people are ordering in for Christmas. And you have a fabulous Christmas cake there. Yes, now that's from Yvonne Deegan so she does a lot of baking um, so it's gluten free and just full of nuts and um, dried fruit which you tasted earlier. It's lovely, delicious yeah. and my six year old enjoyed it as well yeah, so that's yeah, saying something yeah, I have to yeah. say. So um, in terms of the book then, where can we get our hands in the book? So the book is going to be stocked in O'Mahony's on McCollin Street in Limerick and to any of my friends up in Dublin, which is where I'm from, it's going to be stocked in Sutton Bookstore for my friends in Sutton and Hoth um, and I'll be selling it on the stall and it will be on my website as well. So come next Tuesday, I'll have details of that on my Facebook page and my website. And what's your Facebook and website? www.happyfoodathome.ie Brilliant. Listen, congratulations on it. I look forward to seeing it. Lovely to see you. Thank you. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Kira Brennan from Happy Food at Home was making her mouths water with her vegan Christmas dinner menu. And be sure to look out for her cookbook, which is now available. If you're just tuning in, you can catch up on Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at the new time of 8am. And the podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app. And it's also on the taste.ie website, voted Ireland's best online digital food and drink magazine. So finally tonight, we're back in Cork City, where the latest addition to the food scene is thanks to award-winning chef Brian McCarthy. Brian is the executive chef at Green's Restaurant and his latest offering is on Barrick Street. I won't try to pronounce it, I'll let him do that. I called in to see him last week to have a chat and a taste, of course. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Brian, congratulations on your latest venture. You'll have to pronounce it for me. It's a bow boy. And tell me, where was the inspiration for this? Because it's Taiwanese, Korean, Asian cuisine. Yeah, it's um, it, it's not really the cuisine. There's, there's a few nods to it. It's more to do with the bow bun itself, which is a steamed a steamed bread bun. And it's it's what you'd consider a, a, a Taiwanese burger, is, is what it is. Korean burger, Taiwanese burger, Vietnamese, they, they have them in a, a, right across, I was saying, the Chinese have them as well, they have steamed buns and dumplings and stuff like that, so it's, um, what it is, it's taking that concept of a different type of burger, which is steamed and it's got a percentage of rice flour and it's healthier for you than a, a normal burger bun and it's got very little sugar in it, and that you take that and you put inside local meats, vegetables, homemade kimchi, and you do things at a very high level and you try and do it then at a price that's competitive and that 
you bring that level of produce to uh, another level. So you're talking about using Jack McCarty's pork and black pudding from Canturk. You're talking about using chicken from the English market. You're talking about using Michael Toomey's Wagyu beef and uh, and feather blade beef, which, as you know, I use in all my other places as well. And and just using really good quality ingredients rather than something that came frozen out of a, out of a box that came from God knows where or what animal it came from. I'm not suggesting that anybody's doing that, but we're not <laughs> and have you been to Asia have you spent a lot of time there no no I didn't I, ba- I basically I just came across this in a book somewhere and I started doing it at home and uh, yeah I love to go and I'd love to to experience experience it out there but I just basically came across it in a book and I started doing it at home and loved it and loved the idea and I've been, been wanting to do it for about two years um, but we got with cask and everything it did, that project took up took up nine ten months of my time um we put one on the menu there just to see how it would go and um because of that then we it allowed us to uh it allows us to experiment a little bit and see how it goes and see how it went and it, it, it's been a great success there so opening a place that it's a specific main thing is the bow one i, I think you know that it's, it's something different there's, there's enough there's enough traditional beef burger places doing well there's enough pizzerias and there's enough donut shops. So I wanted to open something different. The bun itself is very unusual. Are you making that here yourself? No, we're, we're not. No, it would be impossible to make them in the kind of quantities that we're, we're making them from and to the quality of that one. That's actually a, a Taiwan burger bun coming from Taiwan. That's the one thing that's not local, as well as you know, as some of the other ingredients. But when you do something Asian, you have to use, use some things you just can't do in Ireland. Nobody can reproduce them in the same way. Apart from Quanji Chan, of course, with his Hong Kong street sauce. And his well, well, I think you know that's great that the likes of Quanji's products are being used here, and you have his, you're using his spice bag yeah. products as well. Tell us about that because a lot of people might not be familiar with that. Well, it's. Um, it's just a really, really, really incredible place. The, the first thing that gets you is the aroma. And I think, like, you know, Irish people love chips and we love garlic cheese chips, we love taco fries and stuff. So why not do something with a little Asian twist by using some comfy duck and a Hong Kong street sauce and a spice bag mix? And a spice bag is common enough anyway, but we're doing it using, you know, hand cut chips and skin or duck and crunchy spice bag mix and the sauces and the other one we're doing is like a is like a play on garlic cheese fries where we're using young buck blue cheese and black garlic rather than so and you know it's and just as well like you know black garlic sesame seeds they have a little connotations to to asia but also you know like we have things like the banh mi which is is a french baguette and it's got gruyere and pork terrine in it but that's coming from the french influences on vietnamese cuisine so you know there is a whole load of crossover and tie-ins so you know like I, i'm not saying that that we're doing real asian food or real authentic or we don't want to be that we we're that's where the on caucasian it's cork with a nod to asia using a, a product like the bow one which is essentially asian and you mentioned the young buck there that's a cheese a blue cheese from northern ireland yes what is it that you like about that that you decided to use I it? I use blue young buck and everywhere I go now because it's my favorite blue cheese. It's, it's a fabulous just, blue yeah, cheese. I just love yeah. that creamy. It's just velvety flavor. It's it doesn't have any of the harshness that that a lot of other blue cheeses will have. It's just good. It's so so smooth and sublime and I just love it. So you know, uh, you know, that's again. 
because we're we're not proclaiming to be authentic or real or anything like that, it allows us to use whatever ingredients we want in the rest of it. As long as it, the bow bun is our main thing, but we're gonna play around with it and have a bit of fun. And that's what this place is about. It's food and it, there's a bit of fun, you know, the story, the cartoon, everything. It's it's food, good food, local food, and it's fun. And that's what it's meant to be. And even like one of the dishes here, the bao chicka bao wow, and it says in brackets, yeah. you have to say it. I had that. It, like it's a chicken, it was fabulous. And, and did Eva make you say it? Did oh, she? I ordered it. Pro- uh, I, I she pronounced ordered it, it impeccably, of course I did. Yeah, I think we'll have probably lots of people kind of go, can I have the chicken one, please? <laughs> and the kimchi, you're making it yourself. Yeah, we're making our own And kimchi. that's a fermented food. That's a fermented cabbage, yes. Fermented. Napa cabbage. So it's all very good for you. It's all very healthy. Yes. Um, you know, of course, there's mayonnaises and there's meats, but the, the fact that they're, they're, it's a raw product coming from a local supplier, from a local farmer coming here to us and we're cooking it ourselves. And you know that there's no preservatives, that the, there's nothing untoward going on in that process. That I, I take the exact same care with every single thing that we do, like in greens or cask, here as well. And that then combined with uh, whether it's the pickled vegetables or the fermented vegetables like the kimchi, combined in the steam bun, it's delicious. But you don't feel guilty because there is... A certain amount of healthy properties inside and inside and that you wouldn't have let's say if you were in mcdonald's or burger king or wherever where you know they're using irish ingredients but it's mass produced with a certain amount of preservatives and other stuff going into it that you don't know you don't know when something's mass produced in a factory in massive quantities you know you don't know what goes on in there to make that possible and you have on the drinks list, you have coconut water, which I discovered at the weekend, not from personal use of my dad. I just heard it on the TV that it's very good for hangovers. Oh, yeah, it could be. It's, it's, a, it's very rehydrating. Yeah, OK. Now, you, you've mentioned greens there and you've also mentioned cask. These are two other places that you're involved in. You're the head chef in greens. Yeah. So it, you're, jugg- you're juggling, you're juggling, oh, juggling a lot. Yeah, a few bits and pieces. Yeah, so here the guys in the kitchen who have worked for me in greens and cask and the, and Aoife who's running front of house has a lot of experience in uh, other places in Cork. So the, uh, also some of my partners here are all in the business. So between the whole office, here is about the staff running here and us giving them a hand where they need a hand or a pointer where they need a pointer and basically from a distance so from day one here I've taken a step back in the actual running of the kitchen and I give pointers and everything like that and I've allowed Ellen to run the kitchen and we allow Aoife to run the front of the house and that's so that they feel comfortable doing it and also so that for for the first week or 10 days or so that I get a chance to sit back and see how they do it and where I can give advice, I can give advice, and uh, you know, and that uh, they're confident enough that they know I'm I'm just giving advice and trying to put them in the right direction, and and I, that's the way I uh, I think with all my staff is that is that it's about giving empowering people to do something for themselves, and but also giving them advice from from my experience of maybe if you did it like that or like this it might work better. Or why not try this or try that, and let them make up their own own minds afterwards what works best for them. Cask is a fairly new venture and it has clogged up a number of awards already. Yeah, it has, right. A number. 
we need a new shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great complaint to have. Oh, it is a very good complaint to have. It's a cocktail bar. It's cocktail bar, yeah, with um, a little bit of tapas, a little bit of street food, and a, a few nods, the kind of things we do in greens at a more casual basis. Um, I, it's, you know, it, but at the heart of it, it mainly is a, a cocktail bar. With, it, mind you, it has got 10 reds and 10 whites by the glass and some very good ones. And um, a couple of craft beers and stuff, but yes, the, it mainly is a, a cocktail bar, and that's what its uh, that's what its primary function is. And craft cocktails too, where everything the same ethos goes into the bar that goes into the food. Everything is made from scratch. Andy and his team are really passionate. They're really adventurous. They research their ingredients, and they you know it. You can tell from the cocktails you know um, I think Ross Lewis summed it up when, when he said to me he said that uh, it's like the cocktails were made by a three star Michelin chef and he said I could quote him on that too so a huge <laughs> compliment so it is coming from Ross Lewis and in Greens then Greens is a fine dining restaurant well I hate that word it's fine food in a casual setting fine food in a casual setting oh, yeah. okay. our, our, our staff they'll have the crack with you they'll have the bands they'll be very knowledgeable on the food and the wines and they'll give a very high level of service but we don't like that kind of stuffiness that you know that some places the staff almost feel afraid to talk to the customer we don't we don't go for that at all we want people to feel comfortable and relax and you know and there's only a very certain percentage of the population can go into a restaurant where the staff are afraid to talk to you and feel comfortable you know, most of them won't. They'll, if the staff isn't talking to them, they'll be whispering and they won't relax. They'll be on edge because they'll feel like they're doing something wrong or they're making a mistake. And our staff would never, ever, ever make a customer feel like that they, they're unknowledgeable or anything like that. They would always be there to help, assist and advise as best possible in a very understanding and, and way that makes the customer feel as comfortable as possible. And, that, and that's how we train our staff, that's how we want them to, to behave. And you know, and thank God we've been very lucky that we've got some fantastic people in Greens and in Cask who are like that. And you've a very unusual feature there in that you have a waterfall. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a natural waterfall. I'd say it's a huge draw, isn't ah, it? It's, it is, yeah, we get lots of tar kickers during the summer, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and people asking for oh, a table with taking, a view uh, Taking pictures, though, you know, it's every single booking requests that. So th we've got a line, we'll do our best, but you know, everybody asks, so. And you can almost see it from everywhere in the restaurant. Obviously, of course, big groups, you, we, we can't put them down that end. But it's it's kind of like, you know, everybody gets to see it on the way in and they get to see it on the way out. And they get to see it at some stage during their night. And it's, it, you know, the restaurant the restaurant is a beautiful restaurant anyway. So it, it, it's, it, you don't have to see the waterfall. Some people ask, you ask for the other side of the room because it's distracting them, business people and, and that. And you do special events there often. You'd have wine evenings and whatnot. Yeah, um, we'd we we'd always like we'd always support like you know we work with our with our uh, producers and our suppliers. You know we 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 always support their own wine week. You know even even though we'd probably be busier on a normal night, uh, we just feel it's good to give give people, especially people who are who are members of of our of our supper club as well that we give them something to to look forward to a couple of times a year so we we did the the dinner with jp mcmahon from here in galway we do the Rhone wine week every year we'd always do a couple of charity things every year so we did um we did the the 
the site for Hungry Eyes with um, Dining Luciana. in the Dark no. Well, no it was Luciana Tona and Manuela Spinelli which was in uh, it was in aid of um uh, Alzheimer's. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and a day or eighteen twenty six a day or did yeah, one did as well. It as well yeah. yeah, and um, we we're also we're going to do uh, a dinner now coming up in February where it's going to be um, kind of Asian influences on Irish cuisine, where we're going to have a couple of guest chefs where somebody coming over from Canada. I'm not at liberty to say yet who. Somebody big coming out from Dublin again not liberty to say it and uh, we might have a we'll have it on a Monday and it'll be kind of industry and open to non-industry we'll have a few talks and discussions and um, we do something in the cocktail bar and maybe dinner and greens afterwards but it'll just be like a a, a little day out for for people in Cork that can go down and see the English market on their lunch break or whatever and stuff like that and uh, you know we're looking we're looking forward to it it, it should be it should be a bit of fun and uh, again a special evening that night as well that will be uh, it'll be a forehand dinner which the details will be coming out shortly we'll be sure to keep us posted about that let us know all the details in the meantime now you must tell me what's your top recommendation here on the menu oh I reckon you have to go for the whole shebang there and you have to go with the wagyu beef bow you have to go with the with the dirty garlic cheese fries with the black garlic and the young buck and a, a side of kimchi and then you have to go with the the banana bow nut for dessert sounds good to me better. that's definitely wash down with some coconut water so you don't have a hangover in the morning i'll get the order in now brian thanks so much for talking to me and best of luck with it no problem thanks very much cheers cheers chin chin salut Schleiter. Great to meet Brian McCarthy in his new venture on Barrack Street in Cork City. Well worth a visit and do let me know if you do pay a visit and tell me what you enjoyed. Now before we go this evening I have some information thanks to tourismni.com if you're going to have a little trip to the north and you know I always do recommend it. There's some great festive type activities going on there. First of all, the Causeway Coast Foodie Tours is doing a winter gathering. That's in Coleraine. It is an informal boat trip on the beautiful Riverban, offering a relaxed and informative afternoon of whiskey sampling, food tasting and a light sprinkling of stunning scenery and wildlife. In other news in the north, Danny Barry has launched her first solo venture in Achillee, County Antrim, after announcing her departure from the Michelin-starred epic. She worked for restaurateur Michael Dean for three years at his flagship restaurant in the centre of Belfast. And during that time, she won and retained a Michelin star for the restaurant and was named Ireland Chef of the Year 2017. And Clenahan's, I think that's how you pronounce it, restaurant has reopened. It reopened in the middle of November and it offers self catering apartments starting from £80 sterling per suite. And chef Danny Barry creates incredible food using quality local ingredients, bringing the community back to Clanahan. So I think it has been closed for a while and um, I'd be looking forward to having a visit there at some stage. And of course, at this time of the year in the north, the Belfast annual Christmas market is alive and well at the City Hall. It is a fabulous market. It's so festive. And this year promises to be bigger and better than ever before with a large range of local and continental food and a new food court with seating to rest from all the shopping.
And that brings us to the end of tonight's programme. Thanks for listening and to my guests, Kate Ryan, Kira Brennan and Brian McCarthy. Until next week when it will be St Stephen's Day and we'll be playing a second helping show for you to enjoy whilst you're enjoying your second round of turkey and ham or not if you're a vegan like Kira. Have an absolutely fantastic Christmas. Thanks for tuning in throughout the year and bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with The Best Possible Taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org. As in, Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit. I'm Chef Wade Murphy of 1826 Adair and my top tip for Christmas is be prepared. Do as much as you can in advance, even the day before. Peel your Brussels sprouts, peel your vegetables, leave them soaking in water, peel your potatoes. If you're like my mother who did three types of potatoes for Christmas day, you can get them all ready the day before and just start cooking them in the morning. So make it a stress-free Christmas and be prepared. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. It's a desperate day out there, but I am extremely excited because I am on my way to see Santa Claus. He has agreed to give me an exclusive interview. He's obviously very busy because it's the run up to Christmas. There's only a few days left now for him and the elves to get everything organized. But he said, yep, come on out to the secret location in County Limerick and he would talk to me and answer whatever questions I have for him. So I'm on my way there now. The rain is lashing down. It's absolutely miserable. I'd say he wishes he was back in the North Pole. Wouldn't be so wet and windy there. Travelling down this teeny tiny road, it's very overgrown, and I'm just looking for the marker that I've been given. Can't tell you what it is. I think this is the right location now. Fingers crossed. Just pull in here. Hello, Hello, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I'm Very Sharon nice. Noonan. Very nice to meet you. Santa, thanks so much for having me here in your secret hideout in County Limerick. It's a bit strange for me to see you out of your Santa suit, but I, I suppose I should say that you're in a lovely red jumper today, so you are still looking very festive. You're here at home with Mrs. Claus. You have a lovely fire burning. Tell me, is she a good cook? She is an excellent cook. And what sort of dinners does she cook for you? What's your favourite dinner? My favourite dinner of all is bacon and cabbage for the main course with rice for dessert. Rice pudding? Rice pudding. And do you like a little bit of cream in it or some fruit? Ice cream. I don't like cream, but ice cream is okay. A little bit of jam. That sounds delicious. That kind of stuff, yeah. And tell me, on Christmas Eve then, is that what you would eat before you would set off out on your epic journey around the world? That it is. That's what I would would have on Christmas Eve before I head for Newcastle West and Ratkeel and Abbey Field, Fines, Askeaton, 
all the towns around this area and um, all the little boys and girls are very good. They're going to bed early, going to sleep and waking up early on Christmas morning to show Mammy and Daddy their toys. Not too early, Santa. Well, Mammy and Daddy are waiting to see them too. I'm sure the mummies and daddies love to see the toys now on, on Christmas Day, but not too early, Santa. And they oh. must have a good breakfast before they start eating all the sweets and chocolate. So I think they should yeah. be having a nice big bowl of porridge first. Okay, yeah, I would agree with that. Now, there might be some leftovers from you because you love the boys and girls to leave you, leave you out a little bit of a snack. Yeah. And tell me, what's your favourite snack? Beans on toast. Beans on toast. Is my favourite snack. And do you get those in lots of houses that you come to? I do, but I just take a small bit and move on again. What is the most unusual snack you've come across in all your time delivering? Oh, that's a difficult one now. It would depend where I am in the world. Every country has its own little favourites. So I think it's important to try everything. Just try a little bit of everything. And I wouldn't pick any one thing out as most unusual. Just try everything and you'll find something you like. And that's great advice to children, isn't it? That they should always give something a try. And if they don't like it, then that's fine. But they should taste everything that their mummies and daddies and aunties and uncles and grandparents put in front of them. Yes, especially fruit and vegetables, carrots and parsnips and oranges, apples, pears, all those. Try them. If you were in France, for example, they'd hardly leave you beans and toast in France, would they? No. In France and in Italy as well, um, the, the snack would be some cheese and crackers. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And in Spain, a bit of tapas. Oh, so you get a little bit of everything Just then a in little Spain. bit of everything, yeah. And New Zealand, the other side of the world completely, pavlova. Oh because that would be their traditional dessert wouldn't yes. it that must be a lovely treat for oh, you that is correct that is a beautiful sweet you must be full up to the brim by the time you're you're finished your rounds i am full up but i just small bit everywhere i go have you ever arrived at a house and found mummy and daddy eating your snack not really the mummies and daddies leave a little snack for me and they go away they go to bed themselves so when i come they're gone too Sounds like they're very good at setting a good example for their children. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some children might try to stay up late because they they want to meet you or they might pretend they're asleep, but they're not really asleep. Yeah. But you always know if they're asleep I or not. I always know and I might not leave presents. If they're awake and they stay awake and they want to see me, I might pass by. I might go into their brother's or sister's room and leave the presents and I might leave their, their room with no presents. So they must go to sleep. And the presents, like that's a huge load for all the reindeers to carry there in the sleigh. So they must get very tired and they must need something to eat as well to energise them. Yes, they do. But we, we Santa and his reindeers are like magic. We bring toys for all the children of the world and they never complain and then they trot along. And we, we never, we never, I never have to use the whip. I carry a big whip, but I never have to use it. And um, they like a little snack as well. While I'm, while I'm having my beans on toast, they would chew on a carrot or something like that. Maybe a little bit of hay. 
and Rudolph's nose would be nice and red from the cold if it's a cold night and so would the other reindeers. You are looking extremely trim. How do you manage to keep so fit and healthy whenever you have all those snacks to eat on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve is special but during the year I eat healthy and I take plenty of exercise, get outdoors, walking, cycling, a bit of swimming and it all helps. It's most important and to eat healthy food and for the children as well as the mammies and daddies. The daddies must clean the chimneys so that I don't get my nice red suit dirty. Oh, because I don't think Mrs. Claus would like that, having to wash it Yeah, that's Day. right, that's right. But I don't want them going up on the roof because that's dangerous. They clean the chimney from inside, shove a brush up and put down sheets on the floor and on the furniture so that the mammies aren't cross. And we never asked you what you like to drink whenever you arrive at the house. Well, I think the nicest thing to leave out for Santi is a cup of tea. How do you take your tea? Do you take milk and sugar? I do. I take one sugar. Too much sugar is not good and just a drop of milk. On Christmas Day then, you and the elves and Mrs Claus, do you all sit down and have a nice big Christmas dinner? We relax. Everything is done. All the little children have their presents got. The mammies and daddies are fine and content and happy and it's all over for another year. Santa, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me here in your secret hideout in County Limerick. Just remind the children now what they have to do on Christmas Eve. Okay, Sharon. Now, all the little boys and girls have to go to bed early and go to sleep. You're excited because Santa is coming, but go to sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, nice and early, call Mammy and Daddy, wake them. They might, they might pretend to be cross, but they won't really be. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at the five and ten It's glistening once again Candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be on your own front door a pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dawes that'll talk and we'll go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel. One in the park as well It's the sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that'll make them ring Is the carol that you sing Right within your heart
beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. Sure, it's Christmas once a more. 